0: You can find them at megavoice.com or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, episode 26 with Pavel Ivanov. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, it's time to get started. This week's guest is Pavel Ivanov, and I couldn't be happier to have him on the line. Now, I do want to mention that Pavel is using a stage name for security reasons, and I'm perfectly happy for him to do that, but I do want you to know that we are talking about a stage name here. Now, Pavel, is the program director for City Church Network. It's an organization dedicated to making disciples among unreached and unengaged people groups. Their focus is on training individual disciples to make more disciples. In addition to that, he also teaches English, translates, and facilitates Bible studies. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about what they're doing. Okay, Pavo, I've given a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute and tell us about yourself and your ministry? We'd like to get to know you personally.
1: Thank you, Brian. Uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, So, um, uh, I come from Eastern Europe and uh, traveled to the United States uh, uh, back in 2001. Um, The Lord has uh, uh, put it on our hearts to be um, in use with the mission because uh, growing up and Ministering back home, we saw a lot of Youth of the Mission teams coming through our country and were able to translate and see an amazing harvest of souls uh, right after the collapse of the Soviet Union in Eastern Europe. And so uh, God really ignited our hearts, my wife and I's hearts, to pursue uh, nations, to pursue people being saved and added to the Kingdom of God. So uh, we joined Youth of the Mission for our first school in 2001 and from then on I uh, went on staff and uh, have been uh, in missions for the past 13 years now.
0: Thanks, Pavo. Now that we know you a little bit, can you share with us a scripture or a motivational quote that's really been meaningful to you and then how that has really shaped your behavior?
1: Sure. Um, uh, I like the uh, scripture of Romans one sixteen, And uh, what... Uh, that, that verse um, let me uh, let me uh, read to you so that um, the listeners can um, know it. uh, it's a very famous verse for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also to the to the Greek so this verse when when I think about it is Really and, and captures um, what God has done in my life, when uh, from being an atheist and kind of vaguely understanding that there's a God maybe somewhere, to encountering the love of Christ and receiving Jesus in my heart and saying, "Wow, I'm a different man. I cannot go on living like I used to. I have to share the news. I have to tell others." and um, and I think uh, that's that's kind of what shaped uh, me and uh, from the very first time I heard in church uh, you know you can go to the nations you can be someone who will who will reach out and you, you can go places don't be limited by what you think you could do but uh, look to God and I felt that uh, that 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 you know following your dreams not being ashamed of the gospel you um, uh, declaring the power of salvation—that's kind of what shaped uh, my life and my family's life. So I, I really love that verse.
0: All right. Now, Pavo, we do know that not everybody's life is always happy and easy. In fact, we all face mm-hmm. challenges. As we get started to, as we start to get to know you, we'd like to hear about a time in your journey when you encountered a significant challenge or a failure, and then paint for us a picture of God's faithfulness.
1: Uh, sure. Uh, we have, uh, when we came to use the mission or we were um, going to outreach, and somebody, uh, because we didn't have the funds, we just arrived and uh, just went through this uh, training, a lecture phase, and the outreach was coming up, and somebody has paid for us uh, going on outreach, so we we uh, we we needed to uh, you know give the money back when we returned, and we didn't know how it's going to come. Um, so we were we were praying the whole time we were in the Middle East on outreach and kind of really saying, God, is, this is a lot of money. How are we going to do this? But. When we got back uh, from outreach, the first thing uh, some, somebody, got, uh, accounting uh, accountant for the campus, uh, got hold of us and said, uh, "You know what? This lady's been looking for you. I'm looking for you. You better give her a call." I'm like, who is she? Who is she? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We did um, send her a letter several months ago. I wonder what <laughs> why she's looking. We called her, and and she said, "Yeah, I got us." Prompted me to give you guys $2,000. And uh, I usually don't do this. And, you know, uh, I know that we don't know each other that well. But she blessed us. And, and we really felt, uh, you know, the hand of God was just all, all over us because we owed uh, less than that. And, you know, we were able hmm. to pay for our next school, beginning of our next school in YOM, uh, using uh, the money that she gave. So we felt we felt God was just, uh, just in, in, a, in a huge way blessing us. So uh, that was that was a, a, one of the testimonies that we
0: have. Wow, those stories of God's provision are amazing. We're going to go ahead and move now to the other end of the spectrum because just as we all have challenges, there are also those times when God reveals things to us. So share to us a time in your journey when that happened. Take us back to that moment and then share with us what you did to take what God showed you and run with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to... I think back to a time we had. Um, this was in uh, a school that we took in Spain four years ago, and uh, we were just with everyone else in the school because um, the focus was reaching the unreached the in the Arab world. And uh, we were reading the scripture of Genesis seventeen twenty. It says this: For Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him, and I will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. 12th prince shall be, he beget, and I'll make him a great nation. So, just reading this verse, and because, um, you know, focusing on the people groups that we, the school was focusing towards, we we've read this verse before, but this, this time specifically, something just, uh, God just put something in my heart, and I, I could see, wow, God says, He has blessed Ishmael and the descendants, uh, which would be the Arab people and uh, generally all the Muslim people of the world today. And uh, just the understanding that God himself, the creator of the universe, universe mentions these people. He has blessed them as a result of prayer of Abraham, the friend of God. And uh, just a, a love and acceptance and um, a dismantling of all prejudices I've I've been holding against the Muslims. And it's so easy to do, you know, uh, when you hear the news, when you hear the atrocities and different things, the radical uh, Islam. It's very easy to allow our hearts to be hardened. But um, since that moment, uh, I've experienced the love of God for... Uh, the descendants of Ishmael like never before and it's kind of shaped me and uh, I'm able to walk in my neighborhood today and I'm able to shake hands and I'm able to say hello uh, with the love of the Lord that looks beyond the prejudice, that looks beyond uh, whatever one particular group or even that person have done in you know propagating uh, their faith or you know uh, sowing the seeds of uh, division um, the love of God is really uh, uh, beyond a, a, any race and any uh, any prejudice, prejudice. So that verse really, and you know, just realizing that truth of God's love for, for people, um, it really transformed how I look, um, how I look at uh, at others, and uh, how I'm able to relate to them.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I I just want to take a second and talk about that because, you know, when I look at world events that are going on right now, I keep thinking, Ishmael and Isaac fighting with each other, and when you share that, then that speaks to me, and I go, "Wait a minute! I need to see this differently. I need to see this through God's eyes." Mm-hmm. And if if you're somebody who's listening and thinks, you know, Brian has it all together, no, I don't. I'm hearing God's word, and it's transforming me as well. And that's my prayer for you: is that as we hear what God's doing in the lives of people, that it would transform our lives, it would conform us to the image of Christ. That's my prayer for you, and that's what's happening in my life as well. So. I really appreciate you sharing that, Pavo. Now, Mm -hmm. we're going to go ahead and move to the present day. We'd like to hear a little bit about what's going on in your ministry, maybe something that's really exciting you right now, or maybe something that you see coming in the future.
1: Uh, Sure. Um, Where I am right now is in a United States uh, city which has nations all around us. And this is a picture for a lot of the metropolitan area. Any larger city will have immigrants from all kinds of communities in the Middle East, in Asia, in Africa, in Europe. So um, what what I'm seeing is that the nations are coming to us. The, the, the face of world missions has changed. It's not changing. It's already changed. And we have a chance, uh, wherever we are today, to reach out to them. To be finding out more about them, uh, to to be engaging them with a the, the message of Christ, because there's no such opportunity, there's no such op- openness in other places where these people are coming from. We have a unique chance right here, so uh, that is exciting to me, and that's uh, that you know that that's my my prayer. God send your labors. Help me be one of them who go out. Help me to be the one who will start something in this particular people group that will go on and 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 you know. Uh, Embrace uh, uh, the, the the whole you know neighborhood or you know the whole city you know or the whole nation and and you know with uh, today's communications you know these people they always go back you know they they always uh, Skype back they always uh, you know on on the phone with Magic Jack and other are the means they find out they're always sharing stories of what's happening where they are now here in you know the United States and so. Uh, if you share a story of Jesus and if the person is touched and, and uh, he will be able to share that with his people, his family, whether it's his wife and children, uh, which is usually uh, a lot of time is the case I find out B- or uh, you know uh, aunt's uncle's mom dad back in the nation they come from uh, sharing a story will multiply because uh, in the nation that surrounds, us they are storytellers they love sharing and hearing stories so that's exciting to me
0: That's great, and I want to reiterate that for those who are listening, that God is bringing the nations to us. And uh, you know, Pavo mentioned that it's like that in a lot of metropolitan areas. I know that it's like that here in Nashville, where I live, and very specifically in the in the suburb where I live, there are nations all around us, and it's just a wonderful thing to see. Which then leads us, excuse me, right into our next question because. Pavo, we do know that not everyone is called to vocational ministry. Some people are, but some aren't. Our audience is primarily made up of people in the U.S. who are operating in the marketplace. They care about missions, but they don't necessarily feel called to missions. What would you say to someone who's called into the marketplace, but they're starting to wonder if what they do in business really matters in the kingdom?
1: I would say to anyone who is wondering about that is that they have to wrestle with the issue of... Um, you know, the, the concept of Levitical uh, priesthood were in Israel. They had Levites who were ministering to the whole nation. And uh, that is uh, largely, I find, the concept of behind ministry in uh, the established traditional church. Um, even, you know, the concept of a missionary would be Sort of like the Levitical priesthood, you know, we, we send out these specific people and then they do the ministry. We will support them, you know, we will give them, you know, part of the tithing or whatever else, uh, you know, financial offerings. But, um, you know, uh, because we are in a, in a nation that's reached and uh, there's n- really no need, no responsibility on me to do anything, or at least that's kind of in the background of our thinking. Uh, the other concept that we have to wrestle with is the kingdom of priests. Uh, and, you know, the epistle of Peter tells us we are the priest. That means we are between God and people that we encounter every day. If somebody in your office does not know Christ or uh, or say uh, he's from a different nation, which is, you know, uh, ha- happens a lot. Um, and they don't have um, uh, being, we're not born into a um, a Christian family, they don't know Christ, they haven't experienced uh, Christ as a, as a person, not just religion, uh, they actually do have access to the gospel. They cannot be counted among the 2 billion people who have no access, who have no one near them, anywhere near them, who have gospel to, uh, access to the gospel, anybody who knows Christ, anybody who knows what, what truly Christianity is. So if you work in, in a yeah, just think about it that way, that if the person, say, from India or uh, Nepal or Pakistan, they're working with you in one office, they have access to the gospel because you are there. That's it. And so if that's our view, uh, the prayer, our prayer should be, Lord, what is the next step that I can do? to engage that person with the gospel? How can I share my life with them? Um, I I like to look at it in terms of life. How can I share my life with them? Because that's what really Christ called us to. Making disciples is sharing your life with others. Where you make an effort and you are missional about every single hour of your life. So I would recommend for you, if you're listening and you're wondering about this, to struggle with the concept of Levitical priesthood versus Kingdom of Priests, because uh, this is something I had to go through. Even being in missions, um, I I had to struggle through this and and answer for myself and still uh, trying to find out what is the way... To live in a way that Christ calls every one of us to live, because He said, "Make disciples to all, uh, to all of His disciples." And we are each follower. Of Christ is a disciple, so that's that's what I would say. It, it, it is not easy to grasp that concept, but we have to struggle with it. We have to get an answer from the Lord. We have to uh, make changes in our schedule to accommodate for a change of thinking about who is a you know is a summit. A specific priest, my pastor or you know, missions board? Is it missionaries we send by the, uh, from, from our church? Or are we really, truly the kingdom of priests?
0: So that's what I would say. All right. Uh, Pavel, as you were sharing that, um, some, a question came up that wasn't part of what I sent you before, and I'd actually like to deviate from that flow if that's okay with you.
1: That's fine.
0: Um, I'd really like for you to share with us just a little bit about what is going on with uh, City Church Network and what the ministry is there.
1: Um, uh, Our uh, goal is to engage international uh, people uh, with the gospel. And um, if you, uh, you know, you're uh, welcome to go to uh, citychurchmovement.org and check out the website and find out about uh, what uh, the the city church is about. Uh, Actually, it's citychurchmovement.com, I'm sorry. Um, you're welcome to go to the website and find out what uh, all the ministries and resources available. But uh, we're looking at all the people that are in the city, and we're looking at how can we reach all of them so that there's no place left. No place left where the gospel will not go, because the reality is uh, there is a, a segregation. You know, we have understanding. Yeah, we're supposed to share with our neighbor. But if you think about it, there are so many barriers, you know, religious, cultural uh, it is hard to share the gospel with somebody from a different culture but you know Christ commands us to love and and we have to do it so we're looking at the Nepalis you know the Kurdish we're looking at uh, the Vietnamese we're looking at the northern Indian in the city and we're saying how can we reach all of them so we're, we're looking for people of peace we're looking for those Jesus called the you know if there's a person of peace there uh, you know stay in that household and stay if you know, once we find somebody who's a, uh, a person piece peace for that particular nationality, uh, the, the discipleship process happens and we start sharing the stories of Jesus and asking them, encourage them to share those stories with people around them so that we can start uh, house churches that we can start, uh, groups, uh, that study the scripture, uh, whether it's at at a business or at a home, uh, it could be outside even, but we're trying to see how can we engage all the people groups that are here with the gospel.
0: Okay. And thanks for sharing that and for allowing me to, to deviate from what we talked about, mm-hmm. um, In in honor of the time, because I know that we're running a little bit long right now, I would like to transition ahead to the speed round. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions and you come back at us with some amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? (laughs) Sure. What's one thing that you wish you would have known before you started out?
1: Um, I'd love for someone to have taught me financial stewardship because coming from Eastern Europe, that's not a concept that's been good uh, or, or, or taught wealth f- to me. So uh, I, I wish somebody had explained to me the concept of savings and the concept of looking to the future because uh, in admissions, you know, it tends to be a lot of short term. But for, you know, over 10 years, it's it's kind of very different feel because um, there's really not much... Uh, provision for um, retirement or, you know, savings or kids college or things like that they just don't don't even exist. Uh, And, you know, so uh, that's kind of what I I wish somebody told me in the very beginning, you know, being fully funded before you start, make sure that, you know, do appropriate fundraising. So as a a missionary, that's what I uh, wish somebody had uh, told me way, way before.
0: Okay. What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: I think the best advice that I've gotten is that accountability is my responsibility, and what I mean by that is that you look at um, the the different areas that we all need help with. We need we need to be a good husband. We need to be a, uh, you know a uh, somebody who is spending time with the Lord. We need to be uh, a good father and. <clears throat> All those areas we need help with, and we're like, well, well, you know, nobody taught me how to do that. But you know, from a victim mentality, we can transition and be a a victor. Uh, which is, uh, it is my responsibility to find somebody, a Christian brother, maybe who is older in Christ or the same age, you know, um, uh, who would help me be accountable in that area, that I would stay. Uh, Right with the Lord in my personal devotional time with Him, in my family time, you know, in, in being faithful to my uh, spouse and in my ministry, in my, uh, in my, at my job, and basically have those relationships, uh, an accountability group, you know, um, you know, a men's breakfast, something like that. That would be an ongoing, very honest fellowship that would help me hash out anything that's, um, that, that's bothering me, and, and it's very easy for the enemy to pick us off one by one. But if we're together, and the Bible t- t- uh, tells us that we need to confess our faults to one another, and then we need to pray together, um, I-, I find this to be a very, very good advice, and I would uh, recommend to anybody, find those people. It's your responsibility to do that. Uh, don't be a victim, be a victor.
0: All right. Can you share one of your personal habits that you strongly believes to, believe contributes to the success you've seen?
1: I think uh, the uh, one habit that I have is follow through or commitment. If I, uh, you know, give my word on and I'm going to do something, uh, I try to say, okay, you know, what do I need to do to see that happen. If I say that, uh, you know, uh, for instance, you know, I want to be uh, you know, I, I want to make sure I spend time with the Lord every day. You know, uh, I want to make sure that this happens, and I want to I want to be um, committed to that no matter what. And I need to be finding ways to uh, see that happen. And and so, uh, if that 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 probably would be one. I'm not sure if it's a habit or attitude. What you would categorize that under, but I would say commit, uh, not just. Uh, float in life, but commit to things, you know, commit to relationships, commit to to uh, the things you see the Lord revealing for you
0: specifically. That's good. Do you have an internet resource that you use and could share with our listeners?
1: Uh, well, I uh, love YouTube and I love... Uh, listening to the Bible, and uh, that's just one thing that I do. Is uh, I listen to the Bible a lot, and uh, you know, YouTube has a New Living Translation. You know, uh, all the Old Testament and and, uh, and New Testament books, and you can you can find those and basically listen to them. And uh, also, at, uh, I love Twitter because you can you know find out the area where you you know, you, uh, would like encouragement and find the person who teaches on that and sign up for mobile notifications. And every day you'll be encouraged, you know, with 10 to 20 messages through your phone and you see them and it's not something that you put off, you know, they they pop up and and you kind of, and that's, that's what I found is is very meaningful and has contributed a lot to my spiritual life.
0: That's a great Twitter strategy. I'd never heard that one before. That was, that was really interesting. (laughs) Do you have one book that you'd recommend for our listeners?
1: Uh, I would say uh, uh, the book that really encouraged me to to go in, into missions and kind of ignited my passion for Christ a lot is uh, Church Planning Movements by David Garrison.
0: Okay. And for those who are listening, we will have all of these resources linked up at engagingmissions.com slash Pavo Ivanov. That's P-A-V-O I-V-A-N-O-V, engagingmissions.com slash Pavo Ivanov. That's where we'll have all of this information linked up. So if you're driving and you're listening and you're afraid you're going to forget, don't worry, just stop by there and you can link out to it. Now, Pavo, we are going to go ahead and move, a, move ahead just a little bit because I know that you've got a hard stop coming up and I want to make sure that we leave enough time for the last question. So sure. what's one thing that you would tell someone who's realized that they're wanting to start ministering the love of Christ and discipling a neighbor or a co-worker whose heritage is from another culture?
1: I would say that uh, you need to be a good listener and um, adopt something of a strategy. It can be any kind of strategy, but it has to be a, relation, a relational strategy. So uh, being a good listener is just the, the entry point where you have to engage a person. You, you need to find out who they are. You need to find out what they're interested in. You need to find out about their family. And and uh, it does sound, you know, and I've struggled with this, it does sound scripted that, you know, oh, yeah, I have a strategy. You know, is that really a relationship but I found out for me that it actually does help to have a strategy. And in our network uh, of churches, we use something called Fire Evangelism. Uh, the acronym is F-I-R-E, which is F, family, I, interests, R, religion, and then E, evangelism, or telling the good news. And so if you follow that, you know, something simple like that, uh, it basically uh, refocuses you from telling uh, evangelism to asking evangelism. And so uh, if it's somebody you know and you know he's you know, uh, somewhere at work, you can start at one place and then pick up later where you left off. And uh, what you'll find out, I guess uh, something I would recommend is uh, usually if the person is uh, from outside the United States uh, and, and outside of Western Europe, you'll find out that a spiritual conversation is a very positive thing and that it is something people enjoy sharing about. So don't be shy of jumping right into it if you feel like it or if you want to share something you heard in the church that that Sunday and, and just share, hey, this is what I heard. What do you think about that? And... Right there, you have a great spiritual conversation. They'll be happy to tell you, you know, if it's a Muslim, they'll, you know, oh, yeah, we have a similar concept in Islam, and that's what we think. And they'll be rejoicing and telling that because talking about religion is an honored thing. And so when you talk about religion, it's uh, creating uh, a a, um, a very honorable um uh, a view of you as a person and an access to you, and say, Oh, yeah, that person, he talks about spiritual things. He is different from others because I can talk to him about, th- about those things. And so engaging people, asking about family and their interests and, and, and religion. And if you ask about the religion, you know, what, what is the way that in your religion, a uh, person can be saved and know for sure that he will be in heaven. He'll be uh, with God and not in hell. And and just listen and, and 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 once you listen, you you can say, you know, do you mind if I share what in Christianity we believe uh, happens to a person? And if they were to go to heaven, what needs to happen? And from there, you know, sharing uh, your testimony, sharing uh, the the message of the gospel in, you know, whatever, you know, the Roman road or whatever the, the, that you feel comfortable in your own words is fine. Uh, but engage people with the stories of Christ uh on the citychurchmovement.com website under resources you'll find out you know level 1 training and you know that has some some basic stories that we use uh to engage people with the gospel but always listen you know share share your life and um you will see a tremendous uh openness from the, the your co-workers and friends who are from other other nations uh, that you'll be able to then follow up with, uh, and I would encourage you to not drop it, not just have one conversation, but to continue the relationship. Because if you drop it, that is suspicious, that is mistrust. That that's not right. You know, people from other nations, and I'm being one of them. Uh, you know, if you drop a, a relationship for a week or two and don't talk and don't engage a person uh, the next, uh, you know, the, the next week, uh, and don't stop to find out how family is. It, it is disrespecting. So I would recommend if you start a relationship, can you pursue
0: it, continue it? All right. Now, Pavo, we are almost done. Um, do you have one last piece of advice that you could share with us and then the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Then we'll say goodbye. Uh,
1: well, uh, one, one, one advice is that, uh, something I've read recently and it's, um, uh, I guess I'll form it in that way, is, uh, you know, they're very, uh, uh, history, history is silent about revivals that did not start in prayer. And I, and I find that true for my, my life, my ministry, my, uh, you know, effectiveness as a father, as a husband. If my day, if my you know, focus for, for each day does not start in prayer, uh, it, it goes some other sources, it goes some other way. It, it is not, you know, it's not lived out to the full. I don't feel the same satisfaction either. Um, and it's not some rigors that, you know, have to be every day, but I'm talking about if life folk should be on loving God with everything you have, you know, your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind, uh, just like the Bible commands us. That's the greatest commandment, and you know, loving your neighbor as yourself will be uh, an outflow of that. Uh, and that's <laughs> I can't I can't beat the Bible and, and you know in being and recommending what's the best thing to do. Uh, and what's the last thing you said? I'm sorry, I, I think uh, I
0: missed that. Is Is there a good way for someone to get in in touch with you if they'd like to connect? The good way to
1: connect. I'm sorry, I have not.
0: You know what? Why don't we just um, <laughs> Why don't we just point people to the City Church Network yeah, website?
1: I think, yeah, if they if they were to uh, you know to uh, to connect th- through the the website, uh, they would easily
0: find me. Thank you so much, Pavo. We really appreciate your time and your generosity.
1: Uh, Brian, you're welcome, and thank you so much for having me.
0: That's the end of our time with Paavo Ivanov. I'd like to say a huge thank you to him because he was extremely flexible with this interview. There were a couple things that I probably could have planned better, but he really rolled with the punches, and I really appreciate that. Uh, If you didn't already catch it, the best way to connect with him is through citychurchnetwork.com. Because of some things that are potentially upcoming in ministry, we don't want to share his email address right now, so that's the best way to get him. I'd also like to mention that I'm really happy to have this 26th episode done. That means that we've actually had 26 weekly episodes. That's half a year. I'm so thankful that God has been faithful to provide people for me to interview and that we've been able to get this out every week. One thing I would like to share is a piece of recent feedback that I got on iTunes. Haga NC says, It is exciting to hear the variety of experiences and ways that God ministers and leads us to ministry opportunities. So thanks for leaving that. If you've never subscribed or left a rating and review in iTunes, it would mean a whole lot if you do that. Believe it or not, that helps quite a bit getting uh, visibility for other people to find stories of missionaries like Pavo or any of the other missionaries that we've already had or any that are coming up. If you have any interest in doing that, visit engagingmissions.com iTunes. There you'll find one simple link that will take you right to where you need to go so that you can subscribe in iTunes. And you'll also find a short video that shows you everything that you need to know to also be able to leave a rating and review. Before we go, I just want to say one more time, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate that you took the time out to listen to this show. This has been the Engaging Missions radio show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.